Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Prepare for Impact. I am your host, Connor Bland, and this week we are going to be talking about current events because it is the first week of February. So we hope that you guys will stay tuned and join us. Alrighty, uh, it is myself and the Jeffrey D. Bozell. Um, and Bozell, sorry, hey. I shouldn't say it, Bozell. Um, we are here in the studio today uh, talking about some current events, and boy, what a doozy we have this month oh, wow. when it comes to current events. Yeah. Not only have we seen things like viruses such as corona uh, begin to tear through uh, China and Asia and even some of the U.S., it sounds like, but we also have things like the death of Kobe Bryant, an icon, and we've also got things like the flu season. I mean, speaking of illness, not to load it with illness stuff, but I don't know about your guys' towns where you live, but Colorado Springs has seen some of the craziest flu season, along with just other kind of junk that comes with it. Uh, so, right. We've also had uh, Brexit happen. Yeah, you Brexit. Know, at least the, the actual official beginning mm -hmm. and uh, impeachment trial. And, yeah. You know, I mean... Boy, oh boy, been, we have no shortage of topics today. Yeah. Um, now, how we tie so, those all into missions, that, yeah, uh, that could be that a could, good that question. That could be the trick. But. Now, I think the logical place to start would be coronavirus. So, sure. for those of you who do not know, um, coronavirus is an upper rep respiratory disease that has been um, just discovered, really. I mean, a new strain. December, I think. Yeah, of, of uh, yeah, but in December was the first whistleblow, it sounds like, of that. Um, starting out in China, and there's a lot politically that comes into this that I think might open the eyes of a lot of people who maybe didn't want to look so deep into what China was doing. Uh, and so I think that it's, I think uh, right off the right off the bat, um, I guess we could talk a little bit more about. So for those of you who don't know, there have been uh, apparently reports that there's a lot higher death toll than what's being reported. There's uh, a lot more cases, confirmed cases, than are being reported in China. Um, and Hong Kong has been kind of upset at how China has dealt with the situation and not closing down its borders um, to keep other people safe. Although now I believe they have done that, or at least there is quite a few more precautions being done. So this is, I think, an interesting way to tie this into missions is using the idea that the government, uh, even in a place where, you know, we've, we've probably all heard the phrase like a non-secure country or a, or a, um, limited access, uh, yeah, limited access country, something along those lines. And I think it's important to, to notice that that's not always outside of the government's, uh, reach, if you will. Um, I think there are many places, I mean, China has been uh, apparently very, very loud about the, uh, the fact that they want to get rid of all religious workers in the country by, uh, I forget what it was, 2030, maybe? Yeah. Uh, that's the recent push. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Good change. And, but, but that's, that's something that, uh, tends to be pretty, um, pretty interesting when it comes to missions. Not that, uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this. <laughs> Does this well, jeopardize I, things? I don't know. I think I would just stay with the virus and how okay. it's impacting yeah. people who are already there. Yeah. And then the coming and going, being able to get out. Yeah. Maybe some people can't get out. Some people can't get back home. Okay. And that's yeah. both That's both 
expats and and, and nationals. Yeah. So. Okay, so with with the coronavirus, there is um, a lot of restriction that's come down on travel, especially, and I think that um, that is a, a huge part to play for a lot of people, whether that's people who are nationals or expats, whatever it is, um, or whoever it is, I should say. Uh, there have been a lot of people who either get stranded. There have been stories of people stranded on vacation where, I mean, sounds like a dream for some people to be stranded on vacation, but um, <laughs> then there's there's people who can't get out of the country now. Um, maybe not yet, but I think that's it's expected to come, I mean, right. at some point. Well, and I think, too, it's like what, what do you have to go through to get into your home country if yeah. you've been in an infected area? Yeah, and it you sounds know, what like... What kind of screening, what kind of... Uh, like quarantine, those kind of things that could be imposed. Yeah, and it sounds like that's been imposed already on some people or some stories that we've heard of a 14-day quarantine, imagining, geez, two weeks not being able to do anything that you want, just staying in a room um, and and finding out that that might have to be pushed a little longer. But you all right? Right, yeah. I was yawning. Oh, my gosh, okay. Golly, I thought you were having like a stroke or something, no, Jeff. Oh no, my no, goodness. No, no. Sorry. Okay, Sorry. back to it. Um, I'm, all, I'm all good. All right. All right. Um, so yeah, there. It's it's interesting when we when we look at the outlook of missions and the restrictions on travel to because of a virus or because of something you know. And, and I think that uh, it's also you know interesting to throw in the idea of of the anti-vaxxer movement. That, that is definitely not a current event. I mean, it's been happening right, for a right. while, but when you talk about that and the question of people being able to travel to other countries, there are some countries that don't let you in unless you have a certain amount of uh, certain vaccines. Right. Um, so it does, it does play a role when it comes to just the movement of people to begin with. I mean, not even, not even mission, missions necessarily, but just the, the being able to have the freedom to go wherever, especially as Americans, but also as other countries as well. So I think that's, that's an interesting place to start. I mean, it, it's, right. it's, a uh, yeah, there's a I lot think of it's, things. I think it's risky too, because, you know, there are a lot of workers and, you know, businessmen and all those kind of people, uh, where it doesn't matter what country, doesn't matter what the crisis is, but, um, you, you choose to stay, you want to stay as long as you can stay and be effective in whatever you're doing. But if you stay past a certain point, you may not be able to leave. You know, mm. in other words, your country might be closed to you returning to it mm-hmm. until this crisis or whatever is is over. So it's really tricky. It's tricky for agencies. It's tricky for businesses to try to know when do we pull our people out, or when do we let them stay. You know, so that mm-hmm. you know, from at least in in this context, from an agency standpoint, uh, whether it's uh, workers in those kind of countries, you know, how do you, when a crisis happens, how do you make that decision? And of course you, you want to listen to your people. You want to listen to your, you know, the guys who really know your security people and what the, like the future looks like, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to make those kind of decisions. So as you pray for workers that are in affected countries, um, at least for the coronavirus right now, I would say, Pray for for wisdom for the for the leadership of those agencies. Pray for wisdom for those families, so they know kind of how to keep their family safe while still trying to go about life and and work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think from our standpoint right here, probably the best thing we can do is pray and and try to 
try to keep current on events so our prayer can be specific. Yeah. But but really just try to stay involved uh, in prayer because we can't necessarily be there. In fact, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't be safe for us all to yeah. try to try to flood there. And tying that back to what we were talking about at the beginning with, uh, I mean, maybe a little more closer to home for us being the flu season. Um, first off, as somebody who is immune suppressed, immunocompromised, I think is what it's called, um, just wash your hands an extra couple times a day. It's not the it's not the hardest thing in the world. It's not the easiest thing in the world. But I promise you that the benefit of either you not getting sick or somebody around you who you don't know is immunocompromised, you can't just look at me and go, yep, don't want to cough near him. So it's just so important to be able to, not just for people like me, but also the young, the old, and everybody in between. Um, right. And, and realizing too that like this year from, I've got a, a close family friend who's a nurse at the local uh, high school or middle school, sorry. And she was saying that this year is, uh, it seems like the flu vaccine, those who got the flu vaccine ended up being covered pretty well from A, but not B. And mm-hmm. so that it, on top of the fact that this year it looks like flu B came through first which usually doesn't happen. And so it kind of threw everything for a loop. There were a ton of people, maybe you guys can relate who are listening, uh, a ton of people who got sick over the holidays. So you don't want to cancel your family plans when you've, you know, either you yourselves have traveled all the way across the country to see family or they've come all the way to see you. And I think that really compounded this this, uh, pretty crazy uh, sick flu season. Um, my family's already had the flu, sinus infections, ear infections. I mean, it's been all over the place. So, um, yeah. I, and, and how that affects missions, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does. And again, it's one of those things going to slow you down, whatever you're doing, but, uh, yeah, it's something to, to keep involved. Let's, let's move to the political because I I don't want to get, I don't want to get, you know, dive into we try to we try to stay pretty neutral here. Yes. Here at Prepare for Impact. Um, so Brexit, I, I just think that you know whether you were in favor of it here in the United States, those of you who may be listening in the UK, you know you may have your own views on that. But um, you know here in the US, as we look at it, we we're not we don't really know how you know yeah. what the impact will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you don't either. And but but I think those kind of changes politically do have an impact on kingdom work too it's like what how does that affect getting in and out and Mm -hmm. you know i i know at least it's just it's it was maybe easier when the eu was all together as far as travel between and Mm -hmm. and i know visa stuff was certainly easier and and still is in the the schengen countries for sure but but anyway it just those kind of political things can affect uh, how kingdom works done in and in and out of the UK, uh, in other parts of the EU and other parts of the world. So just again, praying about that would be great. Yeah. Um, well, not to mention to the, the impact that that has on a, in the same way, I think that we've seen political divide in the U S and even within the church, if you talk about the U S church, right. um, just in, in that alone can impact years, if not generations of, of mission workers, because you've got people in churches who are maybe a little more central. You've got people who are maybe way left, may way right. 
when it comes to those kinds of things. And that can cause a huge amount of turmoil right. within a church that then you have people leaving churches. You have people who don't support missionaries that don't believe politically the same way they do. And, and I think that in the Bible, we are encouraged to look past those things. Um, not that I'm saying that, that if you do that, that it's necessarily wrong, but, uh, it is important just to, to remember that it's not just impacting, uh, either the individual or just your church. Um, when you, when you look at, uh, places like OC and the limited number of, uh, of people we have here in the office, and yet the numbers we see of people being saved overseas through, kind of the the roots of of what OC has planted down it's incredible to see how much impact comes from such a small number of people right and I think that applies to not just I'm not trying to toot OC's horn but saying like your church of a hundred people or less or just a little bit more than that can have impact on hundreds of thousands if not millions of people over the course of the missions that your church does so I think I think things like this and we could talk about the impeachment as well you know, what it does is it takes our focus off of where we're headed. You know, yeah. it takes us our focus off of what we're supposed to be about, you know, about loving each other, about uh, being servants of each other and really pouring ourselves into the work that that Jesus is leading us into. So these are like these side issues that it's not that they're unimportant because they are important because we Mm -hmm. live in these countries. And so the politics of the country does impact who we are and Mm -hmm. and how we live and those kind of things. So they're important, but I think we need to be careful not to let that take our, our focus off of what we're actually trying to do. What is the kingdom work in this process, you know, in, in our lives and through our churches and Mm -hmm. through the ministries that we're involved in, whether that's a, you know, a vocational ministry like you might have if you're a missionary or if it's uh, a bivocational ministry. So, you you know, you have a job, you know, managing a Starbucks or whatever, but you are through your relationships having impact for the kingdom. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's just so easy, like you said, for mm-hmm. this stuff to really, really take our eyes off, uh, off the goal and off the prize, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think when we try to move here into the topic of the impeachment trial, uh, we've got, I'm sure we have listeners who are pro Trump. We have some people who are anti Trump. We have some people who are like, well, let's try to find the truth. And I think that when we have such a, uh, charged political situation in our country, regardless of the outcome one way or another, there's going to be fighting, kicking and screaming, to say that something was done wrong, he should have been impeached, or I'm glad he wasn't impeached, or I knew he wasn't going to be impeached the whole time. And, I mean, it's it's so funny how we were talking about this the other night with some friends, about just how numb we have become as a society to hearing, like, uh, conspiracy or whatever about our uh, our president. Because... This impeachment trial is the conclusion of three and a three and a half years. I mean, before he was in office, they were talking about Russian collusion, right, and right. we've got uh, between that and between the issues with Biden's son and how right, that was right, brought into yeah. it and everything. I, I mean, an entire term of the presidency has been filled with 
issues. And I don't know, right. maybe maybe some of you are listening are like, well, there were plenty of other presidents who were like that. As a young person who this is kind of my first, I guess, I've been an adult, the full term of presidency, it seems like way more than I remember ever seeing even about Bush or Obama um, when I was old enough to vote for the first time. It was Obama's second term. So, yeah, I, I, I just think that it's when, and in the same way, kind of just double dipping, if you will, on that, uh, that premise of political dividedness, divided, dividedness is, uh, is something that can really affect kingdom work. It can affect teams on the field. It can, right. And, and right. it can affect the way countries want to accept people coming from our country. Uh, Trump has had some very strict, uh, workings on immigration. And so some countries have been a little rebuttal, uh, rebuttally, if you will, about that and how that can affect even, you know, just the average tourist, much less a mission worker. And so when you consider all of those things, um, and how, uh, really just how massive that effect is, and it's beyond even Trump's, uh, term, you know, if he's, if he is elected or if he's not elected, those wounds are still there for countries like Mexico and, um, yeah, just different, you know, Middle Eastern countries that are trying to send, um, uh, immigrants, immigrants or refugees. refugees. Yeah. Um, to our country, you know, it's all those things are just very, uh, yeah, just very interesting. And I think, did you have anything to add to that? No. Okay. I I was just going to say we could move on to, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on here. in our last little segment that we've got, um, Influencers. Yes. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about uh, Kobe Bryant. And for all of you who are listening, I'm sure you have heard by now that he passed away in a helicopter accident. Him and his 13-year-old daughter, along with six other people? I don't think there were that many, but anyways, okay. others. Um, yeah. yeah, there were there were other people on the helicopter as well, including the pilot. Everybody uh, passed away in that accident. Um, it is so interesting to me as a as somebody who... When I was young, I got my PlayStation 1 for the first time. One of the first games we played was like NBA 2K something. It was probably 2K2, like 2002 or something. And I remember playing the Kobe Bryant character, seeing him, you know, continue to play through my growing up years and then retiring, how that was a big deal. Remembering him and the powerhouse Shaq together, you know, like on the Lakers. It is so interesting, though, that I, I never followed NBA basketball. And yet I felt such a sadness whenever I heard that he had died. And I think a lot of us may have felt something similar to that and how it moves you in a way, even though, um, Kobe Bryant was, was a, was a public Catholic from what I understand. Um, and that, but, but for some reason that still, uh, that incident, that accident reminds us not only to treasure the time that we have on this earth with our family um, and for the kingdom, but also uh, realizing just that, uh, yeah, just how fragile life is, I think, and how it can all be over like that. And and all of a sudden a family's life has changed, a a community, a, a nation mourns for somebody universally. And it's those things that, as we ironically just talked about political things splitting us all apart. Those are one of those things that, that can really bring a 
a lot of people together. When right. you when you look right. at the the outpouring of support for uh, the Bryant family uh, from celebrities and from individuals alike, there's plenty of I think there's several of these little kind of memorial spots that have been uh, covered in in stuffed animals and flowers and candles and stuff for the Bryant family, and those are the great moments that you get to kind of peek into what I believe what God wants this nation, what he wants this planet to look like all the time, not mourning necessarily, but coming together and saying, this is a sad thing, no matter what life you come from. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's sad to lose an influencer Mm -hmm. that I think had overall a positive impact on society and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and as a basketball player, it's tough to, or former, I should probably say former <laughs> basketball player. <laughs> me but, too, uh, me too. You know, I, I feel like you get tied up with people and and you you feel like they're your friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a hard thing. And I, I I agree with you totally. I think the the way that this this kind of thing, whether it's a tragedy, sometimes it's a good news, a, you know, a heartfelt good news story too. Mm-hmm. But it tends to bring people together and... And that really is what we need right now. So, I mean, not to not to put those things together too closely, right? But, but you know, our hearts go out certainly to the Bryant family and in prayer, and um, and for those others that that Kobe had influence on, and and mm-hmm. uh, they've lost that now. So, um, yeah. So we we with the rest of the nation really are are in prayer for for the for those people and. Mm-hmm. Um, just asking that God would bring his comfort and care to them. Mm-hmm. And and that God would use the situation for his good. And I think right. that he does ultimately every time. But that uh, for those people who maybe really were hit hard by this, especially those celebrity friends of his who maybe aren't um, necessarily uh, Christians, that maybe they would begin to ask some questions um, as... Uh, as they process his passing. Uh, I think as well, another great thing out of that is the Bryant Foundation or Bryant Grant or something that I that I read about was, was a grant that would be uh, used for scholarships and stuff like that for basketball camps and things like that for underprivileged uh, families. I think that's incredible to use uh, almost a $1 billion empire uh, to be able to fund that for, for many, many uh, children and people in the future. So, yeah. uh, on that bit of a somber note, uh, we thank you guys so much for listening. Um, today we have, uh, a bunch of great, uh, content that's going to be coming out here in the next few weeks as we are, uh, revamping. We're finally all over getting sick or at least hopefully crossing the <laughs> fingers here. Um, but, uh, we just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, as always, you can check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at Prepare for Impact. You can email us at mobilization at oci.org. Um, you can email myself or Jeff personally by going to our website, prepareforimpact.life, where our, our contact information is posted there. So you guys are always welcome to hit us up with podcast ideas or uh, if you have any questions about going to the mission field, all that kind of stuff. We would love to be uh, able to answer some of that for you. So, uh, but for now, we hope that you guys will join us on Monday for another episode of The Sip. But until then, we love you guys and we'll see you next week. Bye.
Bye-bye. Bye-bye.